Welcome to the Ghost and Shadow Podcast Experience brought to you by Goldfang Apparel. We got your co-host Billy Goldfang telling you to stop dreaming and start doing. And co-piloting the ship today is your boy Ray Vegas. Just wanted to let everybody know that two girls are better than one. Let's get it. Let's go. That was a nice way to kick it off. (laughs) (laughs) So last one was a little bit loose. We're trying to get more structured over time. We're still going to probably be, you know, pretty, pretty lax today. But there is something on our minds um, that came up toward the end of the podcast last time. And it's actually come up several times with you and I over the course of the years. So we figured, hey, what better time to talk about it than now? It's a hot topic behind closed doors. With a lot of people, actually. A lot of people. A lot more but people. But nobody wants to ever talk about it. So we're, we're going to address it. We're going to talk about it. And probably give you um, opinions from two different sides of the coin, mm-hmm. as we'd like to do. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So the topic is monogamous relationships or monogamy versus polyamorous relationships. Yeah, polyamory. Poly- polyurethane um, Polyurethane. relationship yeah yeah dextane that's exactly (laughs) what it is um so what's the difference right monogamous relationships are what we're all used to you know in in regular relationships that's you got one partner you know what i mean for the rest of your life that you met when you were 16 and now you're 72 and can't stand her yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that all that um or she can't stand you yeah and polyamorous relationships is just the opposite of that it's essentially not necessarily Mormonism, where you have like eight wives, but you know, ha- having a relationship with more than one person at the same time, where everyone involved is completely on board with it and aware of it, and it's becoming more and more of a popular sort of way to navigate life with relationships lately. Like it's sure you just can't do it if you know one party is in the know and the other two are in the, in the dark about it. it. Doesn't work out so well. We call that, yeah, we call that in the streets, we call that cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and they call it cheating because it's just not fair. <laughs> yeah, it, it should be, it should be known. Yeah. Um, so basically, I don't know. How do you want to get into this? Well, you have a different perspective on this, you know, compared to a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, your take on it. So I would definitely love to hear your opinion and then I'll kind of come in what I think. But I, I think your 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 outlook may actually surprise some people in regards to your thought process behind it so Mm -hmm. yeah man let's let's hear it so my thought process on it um we've talked about this a couple times before it's pretty much stayed the same which is just you can you could pretty much do whatever you want in life you could be whoever you want you could do whatever as long as you're not being shady as long as everybody knows what's going on as long as you're not getting over on somebody screwing somebody over you know um you could pretty much do whatever you want as long as people are okay with it. You know what I mean? And and it's, and I say that meaning like if you are the type of person who feels like they can have a relationship with more than one person, you need to have that conversation. You know what I mean? With your partner. And here's the key takeaway from this entire thing. I'm going to get into it right now up front, which is you need to talk about it up front, right in the beginning of your relationship before you get serious because people, you know, even people who are polyamorous can start off a relationship feeling like something's like one-on-one, very special, da 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 um, You know, and next thing you know, they find out, oh, this person's kind of can feel this type of way about somebody else too, you know, and then it, it can hurt, you know what I mean? And a lot of that's how people get hurt. So finding out something about your partner that you did not know never feels good unless it's yeah, uh, maybe they had a secret bank account stashed away for the two of you or something like that. 
that's a good secret. But you know, finding out that some you're with somebody for a certain amount of time and all this whole time they've been like, oh man, yeah, the the sex is good, but I really wish there was somebody else in the room. Mm-hmm. And, da, da, da. and then that that can cause a, a ripple, <laughs> a mm-hmm. major ripple later, you know? So yeah, I guess you're right. I've, I've never really thought about it. I mean, I was a big shade meister for most of my adult life. I mean, um, I always had a girlfriend, but there was always a little something extra on the side, you know? But as I got older, you know, you, your your feelings start to change and you start to grow a conscience and things don't hit the way you seem like, oh man, at the end of the day, somebody's really going to get hurt. Yeah. Or, you know, when you were younger, some people were able to be a savage and creep with this person and creep with that person and really aren't phased by it. But like I said, as you start to get older, you start to think about other people's feelings and know that at the end of the day, somebody's going to get hurt. And you're just like, oh man, this is, this is an ugly look, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's the, you know, the, um, the stakes are real, you know, as you get older, especially people move in together, you know, it's not like when we were younger and, you know, you get caught doing something and somebody cries for a week and then they're dating somebody else already and then everybody moves on and it's fine. Yeah, it's amazing when you say that because I feel like men, men, we're the biggest babies, we're the worst. Like uh-huh. if a woman ever cheated on a man, Woo-hoo. it's kind of like we feel so, you know, demasculated like it's just we feel like how could she i used to lay this pipe so good like Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this is like how dare she when you know that same man is probably you know out there running the streets you know getting buck wild and a man will actually you know dwell on a heartbreak or getting cheated on probably for you know for a long time where women i feel like women are a little bit stronger they were like oh he cheated they're hurt but women can be back out in the streets a week and a half later posting on social media, my new boo, oh, I, I love him. <laughs> and the dude's sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, what just ago, happened? Yeah. Just saying, yeah. yeah. And that's another thing, too. You know, like people are so eager to want to claim someone or yes. or claim their, so, uh, their, their, their status, you know, their relationship status, you know. And, and like to have a title associated with thing. And, and it's like, you know what? Just take a moment to sit and reflect and feel the person out to see if you actually really like them. Mm-hmm. You know, people who go out with somebody for two weeks and start saying, I love you and you're my everything. And like, yeah, well, I just seen you with another dude two weeks ago. How, what? So is it the want or is it the, is it the, the, the posing for social? Like, I, I, I don't really understand that. There is a level of, people trying to check the list of look at how much I'm accomplishing in my life. And when you can't accomplish things in a personal sense, like, you know, fucking writing a book or, you know, getting some amazing job, you know, taking CEOs on helicopter rides across the city and making millions of dollars. You can't do all that stuff. A lot of the time people just try to get those badges of honor by just taking every cliche step. I'll call it cliche because you know how I feel about this stuff. But the cliche steps of, you know, you get in a serious relationship, you move in together, you get engaged, and then you get married, and then you have it's a kid, just like or the, the other book. way around. It's the and quote it's like, unquote check, book. Yep. Check, check the boxes. Check, check. And then everybody posts it on social media, and then they make everybody else jealous. It's just like, oh man, she's got she got married. Oh my God, look at that ring. Da, 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 da. And it's just like perpetuating this jealousy sort of culture that everyone thinks is like it, it's being positioned as like good morals or like you know the the way to be you know what i mean like that's how what society is it's like you're supposed to do these things you're supposed to get a house you're supposed to get married you're supposed to have kids you're supposed to you're supposed it, to have one partner mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. 
I mean, so. and that's that's another thing too, where where it's common now to where, you know, uh, couples are sleeping in different bedrooms. To me, that sounds wild, I and I think that. that's 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 uh, popular now against you know for people I guess in like the twenties and thirties where people are sleeping in different bedrooms. I find that to be wild mm-hmm. i couldn't imagine not sleeping with my wife or my girlfriend mm-hmm. you know at the end of the night you know you kiss them on the cheek and you go off to your bedroom like i just think that that would create such a divide in the relationship where you know i guess some of the studies are saying that it it strengthens the bond mm-hmm. kind of like they have their own bedroom you have your own and you kind of go and do your own thing so i mean i kind of get that aspect as far as kind of getting away and and having your own space but i just feel like at night you should be next to that person that you're with. I think if it works out for you, then you should do it. But I think maybe why, this is just a guess, but maybe why those studies are saying that like it strengthens bonds and you know that sort of thing is because if you really think about it, when were you the most into your partner in any relationship? In the beginning. In the beginning, sure. The beginning. You weren't living together. You were getting together for special occasions or you were meeting up at the movies or whatever the situation meeting is. Meeting up at the telly. Yeah, at the bar or whatever, the club. Um, and there was a, a little bit of mystery and excitement to this person. You didn't know everything about them. You know what I mean? You hadn't heard them fart yet. Yeah. <laughs> you're a little excited and you're still excited about, you know, what they might, you know, be like, you know, at home and this and that. But, you know, once you're with, it's the same thing with, with, you know, bros, girlfriends, you know, sororities, you name it. When people are together and up each other's asses 24 seven without any space, they start getting on each other's nerves. And this, yeah, and that's bound to happen. And you see people doing that a lot. And that's it's funny you say that because I have a close friend of mine who, when he's not in a relationship, yo, he's gun ho like about it. I see him all the time. We're going out, we're hanging out. And as soon as you know he gets a girl, it's like he's off the grid. You can't find him. And every, you know, moment of his is spent with her. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, bro, man, like what what happened to you? Like, who are you? Like, you're a complete different person. Um, and and I get it. Like, I, I want everyone to be happy. But it's kind of like you kind of forget who your friends are and who was there for you, you know, all of the time that you were single. Yeah. You know, I so. Just, I wonder sometimes, like, is, is that just people who need companionship you know what i mean like they're when they're single they're out with the guys because they can't be alone you know what i mean like they need to have that's me a, a partner you know what i mean it doesn't have to be a sexual partner yeah, that's me just a partner you know what i mean a ride or die whether it's one of your boys or it's your girl bro i hate being alone yeah like no, I, it way. drives me nuts i do not like to be alone i got like you know i feel like jerry Maguire. like don't like to be alone so you know even if it's not a woman it's just like one of the bros like i'd rather be at one of the homies house or have one of my friends come over and kick it mm-hmm. you know whether we're just talking sitting outside having something to eat having a drink whatever but as far as being alone and spending too much time by myself it will drive me insane mm-hmm. no yeah I'm, I'm the same way i can't be alone i can't be alone with my thoughts yeah, that's probably number you know what one. I mean. Like, I, I have to have music on when I'm home alone. I have to have it. I'll put a movie on that I've seen a hundred times and just let it play in the living room when I'm, I'm not even in there. You know what I mean? Let my my couch watch the movie. Um, but yeah, I think some people are like that in relationships. They need to have that person. And once that person's being, you know, that that shoe is being filled by somebody else, it's kind of like, well, I don't I don't really need you guys anymore. No offense. Yes, but wow. I have somebody with me now 24 seven. And like, that's kind of all I need. Mm-hmm. So I have what, I, you know what I mean? Until they, like you said, until they start wearing on each other's nerves. Another reason that people potentially do that is uh, basically the whole ownership thing. 
So a lot of times people get, you know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to certain mutual friends that we have and they're in a relationship and they disappear and it's not their choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? People find themselves in relationships where there's just this mutual ownership. Sometimes it's not mutual. That's not uh, a good place to be in, but sometimes there's mutual ownership, which is, you know, or assumed ownership where, you know, you're with somebody and it's like, well, you know, I get to tell you what you can and can't do. You get to tell me what I can and can't do. And that's the agreement. And I think most people, especially in monogamous relationships, because there is a, a, a closed mindedness associated with just the traditional aspect of it, not necessarily closed minded in a negative way, but just, you know, formulaic, um, that that's how people end up in relationships where it's just like, hey, babe, I'm going to go, you know, we did photography. So, you know, we worked with a lot of models who had uh, boyfriends and stuff like that. And they're like, hey, I'm going to go do a photo shoot. And it's this huge hurdle of trying to get the guy to, to understand, to let her yeah. do a photo shoot. And it's like, why are you having a, this is your life. You know what I mean? This is your life. You, you're going to die one day and you're going to have all these things that you wish you had done because you chose somebody that that's going to thumb you down. Yeah. They're going to turn you, you know, tell you what you can and can't do because that's what they want to allow. And there's, that's the ownership thing. It's very unusual to me because that's not how I have relationships. I think people should be able to do whatever they want if they happen to hurt each other and they're being genuine to who they are, then they just should co they should just go apart. You know what I mean? It's just like if you happen to coexist in a way that you don't hurt each other or you love each other so much that you don't want to hurt each other, then stay together. You know what I mean? But if like you're being your true self, this other person's being them true self, you know, um, and that ends up clashing in a way where they're just, you know, I do things that piss you off, you do things that piss me off, don't stay together. You know what I mean? Like there's so many people. A lot of times people think they end up with their soulmate. In reality, nope. you know, 15 people. And this just happens to be the best one of those 15 people that you've met. <laughs> and that's why you're forcing this relationship. When in reality, there's hundreds of thousands of people that you would be more compatible with than whoever you're with right now. Chances are. Yeah. And that kind of brings us back to, you know, having more than one partner, you know, mm-hmm. and especially with men, men t- tend to have a, a little bit of a, a ego trip. Um, you know, a guy'd be like, oh, That's I want a threesome. Point. You know, I want a threesome. I would love to have another girl in the bedroom. But let that same guy's girl mm-hmm. say, hey, I want another guy in the bedroom. Yeah, like a dude would lose his mind. I don't think that there are too many men that would be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like, if I'm dating someone and she's like, oh, I want another dude, I'm actually a little bit more of a free spirit. It's kind of like, oh, I don't want somebody else banging my chick. But at the end of the day, like for me to expect, especially especially if I'm not married to someone, mm-hmm. for me to expect that girl to just bang me for the rest of her life. I mean, is that the way that shit really is supposed to be? Or are we supposed to be able to express ourselves, you know, as human beings? I just kind of wouldn't want to know about it. I'm like, all right, babe, um, if you really feel like you need to bang some dude, like... <clears throat> just don't tell me about just don't, it. I don't want to hear go, it. go rock out, Yeah, you go, know, go handle your biz. Make sure everything home, is good. Everything shower, is safe. We don't have to talk about um, it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I don't want to know. I mean, yeah. you know, ignorance is bliss. Especially for the guys out there who are trying to, you know lock down some kind of baddie. You know what I mean? I'll use baddie for the lack of a better term, lack of a more scientific term. But you know, girls who are out there doing their thing and they're, you know, they're just doing their own thing. You know, they're not looking for somebody to hold them down, you know? Um, and a lot of times guys will see them and go claim, 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> and yeah, try to sure. and try to lock that down. And then you end up in a situation where he's trying to own her and she's and trying she to does be not free. want to be tamed at yes, all. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it's just at the core of it, what you what you said earlier is what's what's really normal. You know what I mean? What's natural? Is it is the one thing or the other thing? And, and it's, it's, it's expectation too. people. Yeah. People don't expect women to listen. Women are just as horny as men, if, 100%. Not, if, if not more. But I think that some women are a little bit more reserved in, in how they express it because they don't want to be labeled a hoe or a slut, mm -hmm. you know, a smut bucket. Yeah. But if a guy's doing it, you That's know, a new he's, one for me. you know, what smut bucket? <laughs> yeah. Um, but if a guy does it, you know, he's a stud or he's, you know, he's, he's whatever. He, that, that's the man. But yeah, man, yeah, well, women want to get, you know, get get laid down just like men do. Uh, as you know me, you know my history, most of my friends have been female like my entire life. You know what I mean? No, no father figure around, all that jazz. Um, having friends who are girls, especially the ones that I've met just through the ones that are models and things like that, women not only have a stronger sex drive than men, statistically speaking, based on my measurements, um, but they're also more secretive. I don't know if this is the right word. Most, most of the women that you have met have probably had much more sex than you would assume. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But they're not going to go and, you know. They're not going to advertise it. But the thing is, like, the part of why they don't is just because of how they would get treated. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Let a guy find out that a girl is very sexually free. It's a wrap. Even if she you might just start, met her. Correct. She's going to, you know, it's un maybe unwanted attention. Mm -hmm. You know, so... I think there's just also like negative connotations with that. It's just like yeah. the dirtiness or sure. stuff like that. Sure. Um, and for some reason, men are just so prideful that they can't handle it. And yep. women aren't that prideful. You know, not that that's a negative thing, but they're just not, um, you know, as discriminating. They're not going to hold it against you as much, you know, because they understand it. You know what I mean? But um, what was I saying? Lost my train of thought. Listen, I went out to a club several years ago. And I'm on the dance floor and I kept making eye contact with this woman. She was fine. So we're kind of, you know, inching closer and closer together. Now, as I get closer, you know, the strobe lights are going. There's like this sparkle coming from her <laughs> and it's blinding me. That sparkle was on her hand. She had a ring on, mm -hmm. uh, a wedding ring on that was the size of like a, a jawbreaker. Like this thing was <laughs> ridiculous, right? So... I was immediately turned off. I was like, damn, she's so fine, but she's married. You mm -hmm. know, I'm going to kind of step off. But, you know, we went outside. We started talking. I was like, oh, I see you're married. She was like, yeah, you know, she kind of downplaying a little bit. Mm -hmm. So she wanted my number and I'm like, uh, OK, I gave her my number. So I'll never forget. I'm at work and she texts me and she was like, my husband's leaving. You should come over. I'm at work. Now, and this girl, like I said, she's probably one of the finest women I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. I actually went to my boss. I was like, I got an emergency and I was going to go to her house. But then I sat in my car and I thought about it. I said, would I want somebody banging my wife? Right. That's the problem. Yeah. I was like. Maybe he does. He Maybe he does. But the fact that she called me to say my husband is yeah, leaving. Yeah, yeah. Not Probably. my husband's here to meet you. Correct. So, I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, I sat and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to take a hard pass on this one. I don't think that we should speak. Who knows? Her husband, she was like um, Armenian or something. So who knows? Her, who knows who her husband could have been or, you know, if he would have came home. It would have been my luck that he would have came home. And this one when I was like 150 pounds. So, um, 
I wasn't too threatening. So yeah, man, I, I had to take a hard pass on that. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, she's married and she's looking to have some fun, just like a man would. Yeah. 100%. So like you said before, like every that girl, needs to be addressed. Man, if you're a man, every girl that you've hooked up with, hooked up with you. Say that again so people understand. <laughs> every Listen girl, up, people. Every girl you've ever hooked up with and had a one night stand with, had a one night stand with you. For sure. That means between the two of you, your number for tonight is the same. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? And people just like to pretend that like if a guy and a girl, you know, and I don't want to discriminate against, you know, non straight couples too. But like, you know, if you're in a relationship, a lot of the time, like you're not in a relationship, but if you're hooking up with somebody, there is this old school traditional mentality of just like, it's almost like the women's number is still zero and the man's <laughs> what, number is one. And it's like, well, why? Yeah, well, that's what people would like to think. Every guy would like to think that his girl has only hooked up with, you know, him and maybe the ex that they know about. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to think about their, you know, their woman actually having 30 bodies under her belt. Like nobody, nobody wants to think about that. And she does. Yeah. Like I'm just saying the chances <laughs> that she does are much higher than the chances that she doesn't. All right. But, um, so, you well, know, real quick, bef bef before we lose track of polyamorous conversation, you mentioned something earlier and I'm, I'm going to forget, um, whether or not it's natural to have feelings like that for, for more than one person. And the reality is you have, unless you're with your high school sweetheart, the first person you ever fell in love with and caught feelings for, you have felt love and those sort of feelings and those sexual feelings for more than one person, just not at the same time. So whether or not you're capable of feeling a specific way about more than one person, you have. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then you just get, you just wipe that slate with your conservative, old school, traditional views of like, well, now I'm in a relationship with one and we're just, now we just put on, you know, uh, like the, the horse blinders and just stare at each other all day. And we're supposed to pretend not to see other people and all that stuff. But the reality is, is if you, you know, if you're having trouble validating what polyamory is, it's the ability to have those feelings for more than one person. And anyone who's dated more than one person and felt strongly about that person, been engaged to somebody, broke off an engagement, you felt that way about somebody. And today you feel that way about somebody else. So it's not the person. You know what I mean? It's you. <laughs> and that's and that's the mic drop of the day right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, not the person because the person can keep changing, and at the end of the day, you're going to keep falling in love with somebody eventually and having those same feelings for them. I mean, I said that I wouldn't want to know, you know, if my girl was banging some other dude. As long as we had like an understanding, like it, we would, there would have to be some sort of understanding. Would you have a problem sharing your bedroom? My bedroom? I mean, or not I'm necessarily a, in the house, but you know, like, would you be? Would you be open to the fact that your girl wants to bang some other dude? I mean, or would it be something that you guys would have to indulge in together? I think we would have to indulge in it together a couple so, times okay. first. So there you go. So that means you said you don't know if you would want to share her, but you would want somebody to come in the bedroom. Well, is that person coming into the bedroom always going to be a girl? <laughs> or would there ever be a time that there's a guy involved? Because I don't know if I can stomach watching some dude take a turn while I'm. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can do that. And here's the thing about that is that that could come off as seeming like 
toxic masculinity or that's some machismo BS or something like that. But in reality, it's not. It's actually very telling that guys actually know we're fully aware of how gross and untrustworthy <laughs> men are as men. We know it. We know it for sure. Because you would want to think like, okay, whoever this is, is going to be respectful about it. They're not going to go talking about like, hey, yo, I just banged out Roscoe. <laughs> no, it's not going to. You would want this person to be like, all right, this is just a strictly sexual thing. These guys are cool. You know, everything's, you know, everything's fine. But that's, we know that the chances of that are so slim. And then the fact that the guy's going to be sleazy about it or be, you know, I don't like scheming. to share my French fries. <laughs> now you want me to share my snack? Nah. You're like, it's just, I wouldn't, ha I, I couldn't know about it. So would I like to have another woman in bed? Sounds awesome. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. But then to think about another man and my woman, eh, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. But Be then because again, of the nature of men, though. Yeah, but because then think about it. Uh, me and one of the bros and some random chick, eh, probably all about it. It's just a different mindset and a different, because it's a, a different level of attachment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the, the thing to understand, too, is like, whether it's a man or a woman, it's a person. And it just so happens, for whatever reason, and this goes back to my general distrust for men, specifically white men, um, is the fact that, why is it that we feel a woman would be more respectful in the bedroom in a three-way relationship, you know, or even just a sexual, you know, one-off thing? Why is it that we think women will be more respectful about sex than men would? Why is it that men are associated, and I, I think quite accurately, um, with looking at sex as almost like this this teenage sort of like rubbing your hands together like ooh, ooh, ooh we're gonna we're gonna have sex you know what i mean like kind of scheming about like feeling like you're getting away with something or like there's all that associated with it and i think that's part of the problem is that you know i think for the most part by and large i'm just we're making lots of generalizations on here i don't want to offend anybody but we're just basing this on our personal experience this experience man yeah um you know, and with more exposure comes more experience and we might change our minds over time. But from where I stand, from, you know, what I've seen, for the most part, women are just more respectful when it comes to sexuality. Um, and I and I say that with one caveat, the fact that women do tend to, to openly talk about guys, bedroom skills, dick sizes, yeah, uh, you ain't never stuff. lie. All the all time. All, all the, the time. time. When women are together, I think that's probably 90% of the conversation. All your personal it's, information is out on the table. Everything. Just, when guys get number. together, we're talking about sports. We're talking about the day. You know, I, rarely when I'm with the boys are we talking about sex. But I feel like when women are together, they talk about all the nasty shit. All of it, yeah. And, <laughs> and guys, you know, I've been around lots of, you know, liberal guy friends and lots and lots of traditional bro-ish sort of, you know, guy friends. And across the board, I never hear men talk about the specifics of female uh, genitalia. You no. know what I mean to each other? It's just out of respect. No. You know what I mean? Like you have a one night stand, you're just like, hey, hey, hey I, you know, I, I, I smashed last night. Yeah, I got hey, some. That's it. High five. I got some. Yeah. yeah. And that's oh, it. She, you might be like, oh, she was a freak. She was know. fine. She you did know. the double double glup glup, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't really get. Well, are, are you speaking in regards to like their body? Or just, I mean, girls, you know, acts in general, girls, women rather will talk about like, you know, 
how wrinkly his ball sack was. You know what I mean? <laughs> like how soft, how small it was when it was soft, how hung it was when it was soft, and all that stuff. And and I just find that men don't have those conversations. It's just like, hey, you know, we did, I did that. It's kind of just, I did that. <laughs> so it's funny. I actually have a female friend who is actually like a quote unquote, like one of the bros. She, she's a freak. She has no problems being direct with a, a guy that she's just met or or that she likes and saying, hey, I know I just met this guy like two days ago, but yeah, I'm going to have sex with him because that's just how I get down. Mm-hmm. She And most men would try to do the same thing, but she has no problem saying and being direct about what it is that she wants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had a conversation recently. <laughs> People need to be more like that. Yeah, she she is very open. I mean, she even, you know, she might listen to this podcast so I don't want to air her business but yeah um, w- women can be very direct in, in what they want mm-hmm. which you know I kind of find admirable because you don't see a lot of women being as blunt or as direct when it comes to quote unquote guy talk or you know doing things as a man would mm-hmm. yeah and I think the more people and this same you know on topic with what we were just saying before with this whole polyamory thing about it needs to be upfront. You need 100% communication. You need to have honesty, not like tiptoeing around like maybe I would like to da, 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 da. Yes or no, is this something that's important to you? Is this something that's going to come up later in our relationship? And so on and so forth. That kind of transparency needs to be there. And I think just as a general rule in relationships, like it, it, pre-relationships, when you just start talking to somebody, everybody should be forthright. Everybody should be forthright about what they are into, what they're not into. You know, are we going to, you know, are you going to come home with me tonight? Are you not? The whole tiptoeing around and making us making false assumptions, making over optimistic assumptions of like, AA, she wants it. Da, da, da. That's where problems happen. That's where you get these sort of mixed signals that everybody talks about and everything else. Just be straight up. Do you know what I mean? Like you have people on what you. There's this tradition of courting somebody that I think gets a little bit confused as like we're supposed to just flirt and guess what each other are thinking. And I think the reality is, is you can flirt, but then know what each other are thinking. You know what I mean? Like just just know for sure. Is this is this a sexual thing or are we just kind of hanging out? You know, and the more that you can say that over time, I think the more people will respect the answers. Mm mm-hmm. And not be like, oh, if somebody says, no, I'm not really interested in anything sexual. Right now, there's a lot of people that will get offended. You know what I mean? And I think if it was more common, it wouldn't be so offensive. So, what or, it- or I am interested in, in, you know, going home, da, da, da. You don't have to worry about potentially freaking somebody out, you know, chasing somebody around a club all night and they're not interested. But things can change, though. And I think you may see progress. that. I, I think you start to see that change where... People can flirt and people can be in a brand new relationship and whether it's a guy or the girl say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in having a threesome and, you know, they'd be all about it. But as that relationship progresses and that threesome doesn't happen and people start to have deeper feelings for each other. So now here you are and, and uh, let's just say I'm going to use a guy, for example, a guy says, hey, baby, remember when we talked about, you know, having a threesome, you know, we should do that. And now the woman, now that she quote unquote loves this guy, be like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not really about that no more. Mm-hmm. And the guy's sitting there looking back like, well, what happened? You used to be about that. But now you bring feelings and love into it. And it's a, a completely different ballgame. Yeah. Is that that offer is now off the table. That coupon has expired. It has expired. Yeah. 
you should have you should have used it before the expiration date. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a real thing. You know what I mean? People end up in relationships where people change over time. People, and it's very common that people will become more and more conservative in their sexuality over time with relationships. It gets a lot more missionary as the years go on. Yeah, and that's the thing. And you know, I've always been curious. If, and it doesn't as, have to, but I'm just saying general. It doesn't have to, but I've always been curious as to why even relationships start to change over time. Um, you know, when you first meet a woman, you're, you don't curse at her. You don't yell at her. But then, you know, you look into like five, six, seven, eight months down the road. You know, it's like, what the fuck do you want? Or, you know, mm -hmm. you get on my goddamn nerves. And well, you wouldn't have said that to her in the courting stage or in the first couple months of your relationship. Mm hmm. So now your quote unquote true colors are coming out. Like when and why do things change? Do we take each other for granted? Mm -hmm, you know, like how, how does that, that change happen? And it's, you know, I, I tell people to try to constantly kind of reel yourself back and, and think about, well, what attracted you to that person and try to be mindful in treating that person um, how you did when you first met. Mm hmm because people get real comfortable and situations in the relationship get real comfortable. So people now have expectations and it, it, it makes things complicated. It'd be really nice to have like, have your, your relationship be new without certain expectations and just kind of keep things fresh, you know, keep it hot. Um, not everybody has to incorporate somebody else into the bedroom, but eh, sometimes you might have to give each other a hall pass or a speed pass, kind of keep things up, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, and, and I think over time you need to have check-ins with your with your partner. Little, little sex check-ins, like Just hey, check-ins. What kind of freaky stuff you into lately? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's in, what's in your Pornhub history? Yeah, let's we, we see the history. <laughs> um, but really though, like if you are, I checked my girl's Pornhub history and it was all blacked. You know what it is? The blacked edition. I wonder why, she's why watching, that is. She's just watching all kind of black dudes. Just bang, uh, babe, just the kind of stuff you into. To be fair though, like. It, this at the same when I was doing marketing and I had to find stock images for stuff. If you, I sent you some screenshots and stuff like that of like the wild keywords that they use on pictures of black people in stock images. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you see a, a guy laying on the couch and it's a white guy. It's just like dad at home, relaxing, retirement. And then you see a black guy laying on the couch and it's just like unemployment. <laughs> yeah, it's and you're like, why, why is that your keyword? Like, what the hell? Yeah, I can't oh. believe that was like a real thing. As well. Yeah, I was. It just messed up, but. To be fair, the same thing applies in the porn industry. You know what I mean? There's plenty of uh, black performers in the porn industry. But if you just go on Pornhub and you start searching stuff, that's not what you're going to find right away. you got to use those keywords. It's segregated. You know what I mean? It's not going to be mixed in. Bro, there's a, a porn star, Alexis Texas, who actually does not. She's white and she's got a fat bottom. She does not bang black dudes. Because not know that about she that. does not bang black dudes because... She said it will devalue her. Interesting. And apparently that's like, a, for whatever reason, for, I guess for her, it's true. But yeah, certain people won't bang other ethnicities because they think that it will devalue them. She might be right. The industry might have it set up that way. Yeah, it's, it might be that that's associated with a different caliber. Yeah. Like I said, it's segregated. It is messed up. None of the people are talking about that specifically, the porn industry separating. And I know that there's... You know, we know some mutual people that are do adult content and things like that. I know specifically that uh, female black actresses like get paid different. They get cast differently. They're only ever seen as like, you know, 
taboo minority, you know, getting banged by white dudes and stuff like that. It's wild. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's wild the way that it's being positioned and, but at the same time, like you, they kind of can't say no to it cause it's the only work that they're getting, you know, and it sucks. It sucks. And like I said, not enough people are talking about it cause that's a big industry that has a lot of influence over people's personal lives and what they do with their bodies, you know? So like, that's something that really needs to be touched on. So Bill, I want to get, try to wrap this up and get final thoughts yep. on this one. Okay. So we, as human beings, let's just say you meet, you know, a woman at 21 years old, mm-hmm. you guys fall in love too young for me. You get married, um, at let's just say 25. So you met at 21, you get married at 25. Are you supposed to just be with this one person mm-hmm. for the rest of your life? What's, I personally, I don't think so. That's and not, that's what I think because I don't think that that's how we were made. Well, for two reasons. I think society, you know, I mean, you you look at animals. You know, you got the king of the jungle. Lions go out there and they freaking bang it out. But then you also have the female lions who go and they freaking run around and get digged down by the whole lion village to see, you know, when she's in heat mm-hmm. to get pregnant. Yeah. So it's kind of you you look at humans like, are we really supposed to just settle down with that one person? You know, like, is that what happens? Here's my whole thing is if you want to argue what's nature, is that what happens? No. Nature is you just bang who you want when you want. Right. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. Like, if if it were natural, do what's natural. If you feel like you're in a relationship and you want to be with that person for the rest of your life, you have no intention or feelings or you're not fighting something off. You literally are just like, I'm good. And that's, that's fine. Natural. Yeah. And I think that's fine. But however, I hate, and this is one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to couples. I have a friend who he is not allowed to go to go-go bars mm-hmm. and or strip clubs. Okay. Go-go bars are dancing around in bikinis. Right? Which I don't understand so, because you're more likely to get, you're more likely to hook up with somebody that you met at a library than you are at a strip club. Yeah. So... <laughs> But like for his wife to put that stigma on him, like, oh, he can't go. Like he's going out. Like, And this was a, a situation where my buddy actually went out with me, um, his father and his brother mm-hmm. and his uncle. So it's like family together. Yeah. Like, what do you mean he can't? Like, she was like, no, he can't go. He's going with his father. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, that's you don't up. want him looking at other women. You think that this, the go-go bar is the only place that he can go and look at another woman? It's going to happen. I, I like the relationships where I'm out with a woman or, or, or a girl and she's like, hey, babe, look at that girl over there. She got a fat ass. And I'm like, where? She's like, oh, that girl right there. She's hot. Look, she got a dope body. That's the kind of stuff that I want. That's, you know? that's my relationship I don't want right to be able there. to put sunglasses on when I'm at the beach and not be able to turn my head and get smacked because I looked at, happened to see an attractive female that passed in front of my view. I mean, there's been times when I've been out with a girl and a guy with a nice body walks by and, you know, she gives him the extended glance. Mm -hmm. I think that's okay. It's okay to window shop. But to tell somebody they can't look at somebody is absolutely insane. And though that's when you start stepping out when you have such strict measurements behind you where you just feel like you're all pent up and you can't do anything. I mean, certain relationships I know where guy, you know, for uh, to them, to their spouses, watching porn is cheating. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. That's insane. So watching no self porn love. Is, watching porn is is proof of sexual activity, maintaining sexual activity and sexual interest. You know what I mean? If you don't if you don't maintain 
part of the problem with being so conservative like that is just like if you're our age or whatever and you're doing that kind of thing these days where you're like you can't look at another person you can't you can't that's just, fine just give it to yourself. me all the time give it to me whenever i want it and i don't want to hear oh i have a headache i'm tired i'm sleepy i got gas i just ate i gotta be up to do my toenails at five no i don't want to hear nothing if you don't want me to stray or look or be on the internet hey baby i'm i'm, I'm kind of horny you want to hey it's time we step in the bedroom real quick i don't want the excuses and i have friends who have to beg beg their wives to get laid could you um, to beg man i haven't had sex in three weeks could you imagine having to beg to get some butt i don't understand that but that's not my relationship my relationships are very different the one that i'm in right now is the one you were describing earlier where she spots the the gorgeous women and you know all this other stuff and look at this one's body and look at this one she's sending me stuff all the time she always sees it first she's the one to initiate all the time mm -hmm. Like in that scenario, I'm, I'm your boy's wife. <laughs> I'm the one that needs to get begged. I'm the one that needs to be like, well, my back is fucked up today. So I'm just like, I don't know, maybe tomorrow. And you know, I did a lot of stuff. I didn't want to today. call you out like that, but you put yourself on blast. So it's okay. It's okay. You got some, some body issues going on. Yeah. You need a back. You out of them. You need a new back and you'll be all right. I need a new back. I need, I need a lot of new things, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, all that stuff's discouraging to the point where you're just like, I just don't, I just can't. How's that penis reduction energy, treating you? Penis reduction? Yeah, how's it treating you? Yeah, I think they look, took a little too much off the too, top. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, anyway, back to back to the topic here, let's, as we cap this off. Um, how, do, how do you feel about the multiple partner situation with it being... You're a guy in a relationship with a female right now, so we're using your perspective, not just generalizations. Your perspective, you know, threesome with another girl, threesome with another guy. How do you feel about it? Threesome with another girl is okay. Threesome with another guy is no, no. <laughs> and that's just, but that's me personally. That's Listen, you personally. I don't have to have the threesome with another girl. Mm -hmm. It would be nice to, but I don't have to have it because you know what? At the end of the day, I damn sure am not good enough to sit there and have another man partake in a woman that I'm with. I'm not cool with that. Mm -hmm. If it's a woman that I'm not with and is just, you know, sexy Sally from down the street that we met, I'm down for that because I don't have an emotional yeah. uh, attachment to that's that. The, that's a super, I wish we talked about that earlier. That's a super important part of it is that there's no emotional attachment to you know or whatever some people well let me not draw too many lines in the sand here because polyamorous also means you can be in a relationship with more than one person you know what i mean you can be in a loving relationship live together mm -hmm. the three of you stuff like that but we're specifically talking about three-way hookups things like that or even if you know three-way partner a unicorn as they call it um you know it's it's yeah it's I think it's better when there's no emotional attachment to that third person, especially if you are trying to maintain the bond with the person that you're with. Mm -hmm. um, and that's out there. There's lots of people out there just trying to have sexual experiences that are not looking for feelings out of it. You know what I mean? And um, you have every right. There's a lot of people are going to listen to it and be like, you know, how that's messed up that he says, you know, it's OK with a girl, but not OK with a guy. You have every right to feel that way. A woman on the other side of that situation has every right to be like, I want to have a three-way, but with another girl, not another guy. 
or I want to have a three-way, but with another guy, not another girl. I don't like girls. You know what I mean? That's your personal preference. That's your right. Everybody has, you know, or I'm, you know, I'm a guy and you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> I only want to do it with another guy not another girl. It's your personal preference. It's what you're comfortable with. Just do what you're comfortable with. You know what I mean? If you feel like what you're comfortable with is maybe not necessarily right, or maybe you have something clouding that judgment, like traditional views or, you know, whatever, then work that out with yourself. But, and I, and but, I, but in the time being, do what you're comfortable with. And I think it's very important for men or women if they want to bring that this discussion or this topic up with their partner to tread very lightly in how they approach it. Do not be... <laughs> rubbing your hands together, twirling your mustache, <laughs> acting like you're scheming on something like, hey, I gotta try to get her to do something. No, it's not about getting somebody to do something. It's about being honest with somebody about what you, you know, not what you're trying to get away with, but what you actually feel like is something that you wanna do genuinely. You know, like from the heart, you're just like, I just kinda wanna do this, you know, bucket list kind of thing. Um, then you just- But like I said, you just have to be careful on how you, you know, you know how your spouse or a girlfriend or whatever a boyfriend is going to react to that, but just kind of tread lightly to kind of gauge where your conversation is going before you jump right out the window and say, hey, I want to threesome you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't bring up uh, somebody that you know. No, never. Do not bring up somebody that you know because then they're just going to assume that. They're going to be like, oh, you like such and such? You've been feeling that way for a while or whatever the situation yeah, don't bring up somebody that you know. Just bring it up hypothetically. If there was a person that was the perfect match for this situation, would you be down? Would you say yes to that opportunity? You know what I mean? And, and just position it that way. Don't be forceful. This is another person just like you who gets a say in what they do, you know, and, and don't have expectations of a yes or a no. Just find out what they're feeling. You know, that way you don't have any resentment. Just feel it out. And like I said earlier, talk about it early and often to make sure that you are on the same page, that there's no surprises. You don't want, uh, you know, you know, be, being tied up uh, on your birthday for some kinky stuff. And next <laughs> thing you know, someone's popping out of a cake and there's another yeah, person there gosh. and you weren't ready for it. And they're not. And it's a guy and you respecting a girl. Just be honest. Be just talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. You know, that, that's what you got to do. <laughs> well, there you have it. Well, I guess this concludes our first actual episode of the Ghost Shadow Podcast. This is your co-host, Ray Vegas. And this is Billy Goldfang. And we're signing out. <laughs>